Welcome to the St Albans podcast, bringing you news, views and reviews for the city and district of St Albans. Welcome along to another edition of the St Albans podcast with me, Danny Smith. And uh, on our show this week, we have with us uh, a new addition to the team, our very own uh, theatre correspondent, Joe Emery. Hello, Joe. Hi, Dan. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. And uh, and yeah, Joe has uh, has basically, we were in a play together and she just kept pestering me all the time backstage <laughs> saying, please can I be involved? Please can I be involved? Please can I be involved? Uh, no, she didn't at all. But, but uh, I asked if she would want to get involved with, with perhaps covering the local theatre scene and, and, and you gladly agreed to do that and uh, and on last week's show we heard from tina swain from the abbey theatre who's the director of a play called the incident room and joe you went to see this um last weekend didn't you i did yes i did so uh what did you think um well fantastic play fantastic fantastic production uh what can I say? I've, I'll go- tell you what. Sorry, we should probably start. Do you, did you want to say what it's about? Yeah. Um, so it deals with the inquiry into the Yorkshire Ripper, but um, it's focusing mostly on the actual incident room, what we call the incident room, where the investigation was centred um, in Milgarth in Yorkshire. And that's the kind of focus of the play so it, the relationships between the police officers, the investigating police officers, um, is the focus of the play. And that was brought into um, to life brilliantly. Um, everything was very professional about the whole show, you know, okay. the, the writing, the production values. So this is all set around the backdrop of the investigation into the Yorkshire Ripper, yeah. which if you're above a certain age, you'll know an awful lot about this. Yeah. And if you're if you're not, you you might barely have ever heard of it. But at the time, this dominated the media, didn't it? For years, this was yeah. this was continually returning to the front pages. There was a, a frenzy yeah. surrounding this this case of this this man who had murdered all of these people. Yeah. Uh, and 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 this play is set. Um, it focuses on the investigation, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, and um, and yes. Yeah, so uh, the the play is called the incident room, and, and that's because that's the main setting. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Um, and the reason it was focusing on the incident room um, was because it was showing how the the situation of it, that the, the zeitgeist at the time, so that you know the the, the, the way that there was a lot of misogyny um, in the police force in that particular situation hampered uh, the investigation um, and that's kind of one of the things that really jumps out so things like that miso- the misogyny uh, the way that the, the, the male policemen treated the the female investigation you know the, the women who were involved in it as well um, <clears throat> it that comes across so clearly um, and also mistakes that were made in the investigation that were just so uh, blindingly obvious and in hindsight we can look at back and how on earth did that happen you know yeah. really quite shocking but with modern policing as well one would one would hope at least that that it just wouldn't have happened the same way like no. that these days databases and yeah. computer cross matching yeah. and all this sort of thing yeah, that, that happens now would start to detect patterns very oh, quickly yeah. and start to see the same names appearing on the same yeah. lists whereas back then it was all on paper yeah 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 i mean that was one of the other amazingly uh visceral sort of physical things that tina really brought out extremely well um in the, the director tina swain you know the proliferation of cardboard boxes absolutely stacked full of of paperwork and and, and eventually 
becoming so heavy and onerous that, that the weight of them was making the floor creak and threatening to, you know, um, shatter or, or break the actual floor potentially, you know, who knows what, and they had to move it from the centre of the space to the um, the edges of the room just to avoid anything really dangerous like, happening, you know. I mean, that's pretty shocking. That's quite yeah. frightening, really. Yeah, and, and, and the way that there was a recurring um, sort of uh, part of the, the play where one of the characters was quite obsessed on uh, information that to do with the car yeah, and yeah. and at one point was saying but I've narrowed it down to 54,000 yeah. cars and then Hilarious. and then halfway through goes, but I'm down to 20,000 <laughs> now and and you just sort of think you know the the thought then of having yeah. to go through 20,000 paper records oh, and no. and verify each one and where the person was whereas today yeah. I guess a computer could make could could do that pretty in quickly second, oh in second yeah, yeah I would have and thought. you could set yeah. it off to do that whilst you're yeah. doing something whilst you put the kettle on and come yeah. back and see the results yeah. Yeah. And, and and to think that back in those days they'd have had to have had a whole team of people cross-checking yeah. and yeah I, I think the other th- thing is that the, the play then um by by extension then uh, sort of suggests is that so many women died who could have been saved potentially if the investigation had been solved earlier but I mean the other thing is that the way that the the, the staging was so uh, <clears throat> effective and the writing was effective I mean Tina uh, obviously did a great job of um, staging it on the uh, the main stage but this whole idea of this single room obviously there's an adjacent room with a mm. um, the, the, the chief superintendent or whatever his name is you know uh, yeah. the boss. Oh, was he, he was the assistant yeah. chief constable yeah, wasn't sorry, he sorry assistant chief constable yeah I, I I'm never very good with titles but anyway so this idea was just a sort of very oppressive single incident room where the pressure was on to get this case solved and you know you really felt that you really there's a sense of you know pressure uh, all the time because you know the set wasn't didn't change very much apart from this gauze coming down every so often which indicated stepping out of the time or in a, in a disco but mm. for the most part all we saw was this one one space people inhabiting this one room and everything piling up the pressure piling up over the years you know the tension piling up it was just it was so effective um really 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 enjoyed that 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 um, element of it, yeah, yeah, really well done. And I thought as well that despite the fact that it was up on the main stage in the, at the Abbey Theatre, and those who who, who know the theatre will know there are two stages. There's a smaller, more intimate studio uh, where we were doing our magic not that long ago. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. yeah, in a in a play. Uh, and <laughs> yes, just to make sure people know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joe wants that made especially clear. Um, but yes, we were in a play on that in the small stage, but but they were on the larger on the main stage. Yet it felt to me quite claustrophobic Very it claustrophobic, felt like yeah. it was quite they they used a big space incredibly yeah. well to yeah, give yeah. you that sense of mm. of of the, the the you know it felt smoky and sweaty and you know stuffy yeah you know and and, and they yeah. did all of that very with, 1970s in other yeah, words yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, it it had that 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 feel about it that yeah. was that, yeah. that i thought they used the space incredibly yeah, well yeah it's good and the, the the what did you think as well to things like the I, I, I'm probably using the wrong term here, but like the effects, you know, the sound, the images, the, oh, the technical stuff. I thought that was super. So the minute the show opened, you've got 70s music, you've got this lovely projections of pictures like, you know, a space hopper from the 70s. I mean, those of us are just old enough, just about old enough to remember space hoppers, um, you know. Uh, I think my nan had one of those so all sorts of things that you know like objects from the 70s that you might recognise and remember if you're that age 
um, you know, it's historical, of, uh, and then you've got the music, and that opened the show. So you got like the pre-show as you were coming in and sitting down, waiting for the the curtain to go up, and so that really helps you settle into the zeitgeist of the of the of the setting, which is you know the seventies. Um, and then you've got uh, throughout the whole show, you've got moments where that were projections of um, actual scenes from the uh the crime you know some of the investigation so that i thought was incredible and and i'd really lo- like to know a bit more from tina about how she managed to get those um slides and those pr- pr- you know those images because um that that could be you know uh you know stock footage or was it or did she have to get mm. permission to use them you know there's all sorts of questions about that because um that's really a really really important thing to to be able to do that to be able to show i like the news clips that that they the radio news clips that they used that that they recreated um i recognize some of the voices uh there um but but they they added a lot to it because they that really made you feel like you were there as well yeah and it helped propel the story on slightly because because sometimes you could be forgiven for forgetting that this was over a period of about five or six years about six years not least because of the um the the use of costume because Mm. one one of the main characters i don't think she really changed her costume much at all mm. and 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 i think that helped lend itself to the fact that she it, it gave you the impression she never really left the incident room which yeah. i think was what they were trying to imply yeah absolutely yeah good 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 spot there dan yeah oh you know I do, uh, <laughs> occasionally spot these things uh, okay well let's move on to the acting then because we haven't really talked about that yet but mm. um but uh, you know it was um would that would you have classed that as a small cast or I mean you're you're, you're somebody with oh, a medium with a sized cast yeah okay. I mean, it's small to medium I wouldn't have said it was um, a big cast particularly no, no. but uh, I think they are really really effective um, personalities the really well written characters that are obviously based on real life people yeah. Uh, which is, you know, um, something they've obviously, the writers have obviously done a lot of research, but come up with um, these characters and put their own insight into how they think those characters might have spoken to each other, Mm. Um, which is no small feat, considering perhaps the people who wrote this were, you know, maybe just being born or maybe not even being being born at the time. I don't know. Well, I I believe that the writers had some contact with the real life um, Meg, who, who was played by uh, Katie Robinson yeah. in, in this production. Yeah. Uh, and Because I, I found a picture online of the real-life um, former police officer yeah. attending a, um, a showing of the play and meeting the cast afterwards. And that, that was only from about a year or so ago. So I, I, Now, they, they also made it clear that, that some of them are no longer with us who yeah. were involved in that investigation. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, it... it 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 really felt like it was very well informed, but yeah. it didn't feel like a documentary. It didn't feel like no, we were being no, lectured not to at all because it was telling you, uh, showing you re- real um, behaviour from these yeah. people. It wasn't a documentary style oh. at all. Um, the acting, as I say, your question was, um, what did I think of the acting? I thought it was excellent. Um, the accents were really good, um, and I thought that uh, they were really authentically um, performed. Some you know some really really nice. Uh, performances that were just showing these 
fully formed fully rounded characters that were very different so you know 10 out of 10 yeah great yeah. acting and, really and we mentioned i've mentioned their one actor in particular but all of them were great they were they? all very good yeah. they they, yeah. they were so good and they weren't none of them were caricatures no. i was half expecting any uh, you know maybe somebody to do a bit of a, a gene hunt impression you know from the to the 70s detective from life on mars or even a john thor from the sweeney kind of but they weren't they, yeah. these were nuanced characters yeah. they they, yeah. they brought they brought a, a you know a whole other dimension to their portrayals, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I, I did. I don't know if you do this, Joe, because I've been, I've been sort of. Well, I hang around with actors occasionally on a stage, <laughs> and I've been doing it for a couple of years. Jo, Joe's yeah. been ha- acting now for hundreds of years. Oh, far too many. Yeah, to um, mention. <laughs> so I don't know if you ever get this, but but as I was watching it, I was sort of identifying. I thought, oh, that's a part I could have done. And the one yeah. I really thought, oh, that that's me. I could have done that. Was the police officer who never said a word. He just kept coming oh, and bringing on boxes because I could have learned that. Oh, bless you. I could have learned that. <laughs> could learn all those lines, yeah. didn't you? No, um, even that part was really important because surreptitiously you get that impression of the, the information that he was bringing in in boxes, you know, all the time and dumping things on the desk every few minutes. You know, you could have, like, not noticed that, but I noticed that because it was just adding to the, pre- the sense of pressure and, and pile- things piling up in that room and, you know, the little knowing looks that he was giving people and, you know, so st- still a, an important role even if you didn't have anything to say. Yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah. It, it and you just felt... He, I felt he conveyed a lot. Yeah, you know, did. didn't yeah. say a word. You, you know, it was a very much a you know obviously a, just a, an unspoken yeah. part. But but the t- you know each time when he brought in more and more paperwork, yeah. he just kept adding to the yeah. to, to to the piles and piles of paperwork yeah. that was already there. Yeah, yeah. and and it, it spoke volumes. And it and you really did feel like you were transported into the yeah. incident room. Yeah. You, you really yeah. felt like he was coming from another department. And and yeah. you, the way the way they they staged it, you you felt like. You know, you f- you forgot that you were in a theatre yeah. watching a thing. You you felt for mo- in moments of that that you were there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, final sort of thoughts in sort of summary of what you thought. Uh, of the I play? think it's one of the it shows you what the Abbey Theatre does at its best. Um, really good, a good choice of play just to start off with. The writing was um, really, really good, and it's a modern play, so that's really nice. It's not. Um, been done uh, massively so it's great to get in there and and be ahead of the pack uh, and get this sort of um, production out there you know and say yeah look who we're one of the first people's to people to do it with first production companies to do it Mm. Um, and also uh, yeah I think we've got a great set uh, great acting you know great use of tech Mm. Um, all the elements just really came together it was very satisfying very and and also you know the the thing that really made me uh, engage with it was that it was there were some genuine laugh out loud moments you know some really great humor that just just really lifted it yeah because given the the darkness of the subject material yeah. and how gritty and yeah. gripping and compelling it was there were some lovely light touches Absolutely. weren't there yeah. and it really did and, and it really did kind of alleviate the it, pressure slightly yeah. it helped to be able to take in the darkness more when, yeah. when there was an occasional funny line which you yeah. weren't expecting yeah and then there were those obviously those moments where that you know you got that misogyny spilling over and that's quite shocking mm. you know i think it was andy mills one of the actors um, who was the chief? What was his name? What was he? Chief? Oh, he, uh, he was the assistant chief constable, a uh, George somebody. Yeah, George Oldfield. Yeah, <laughs> Andy Mills was the cat, was the actor. Um, and you know, the moment he turned, was it? I think he was turning on Meg, who was played by Katie, and really quite shockingly misogynistic abuse 
directed at her. I can't remember the exact lines, but it was mm. it really stood out. And also the, the fact there was a young police officer yeah. who starts out in uniform, and then you saw you see him progress, don't yes. you? You see him then go to plain clothes, and then yeah. then he's made the same rank as as, yeah. as Meg, and then and then yeah. he gets promoted beyond her. I know. And in, you know all of that kind of rampant, unabashed uh, misogyny yeah. that 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 also perhaps in some way hampered the whole investigation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But uh, but no, a, a, a wonderful show. The, yeah. the Incident Room is on until the 4th of March at the Abbey Theatre. The link to the Abbey Theatre's website is in the podcast notes of this here episode right now. So you can click on there and you can still get tickets if you'd like to see that. But thank you to the, the Abbey Theatre for welcoming us along. They, they they provided us uh, tickets to go and see that. And uh, and Tina, the director, she said she'd give me an ice cream next time if I said something nice. <laughs> Lucky Dan. <laughs> Actually, no, she didn't. But, but one can live in hope, eh? <laughs> anyway, Joe, thank you so much. Will you be prepared thank to you. go and see other productions for us and yeah. come back and talk about those um, yeah, as well? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. there's lots more coming up. I know that OVO have recently announced their um, new season uh, and there's still plenty more of this season for the Abbey yeah. Theatre as well. So, definitely. And also we've got coming up um something i'm not going to say what it is right now because i don't have it to hand but there is another production that we've been invited to go along and see uh and uh it is the magic flute i remember that much uh but we will share more about that a little bit later as well but in the meantime joe thank you very much thank you Dan. that's, that's joe emery uh our very own favorite um theater correspondent Yay. <laughs> and uh yeah coming up uh, later this week on the sun podcast we've got the film guide with everyone's favorite world-renowned uh local author of note Howard Linsky he'll be looking at uh, his choice of the best films to watch on free to air TV for the forthcoming week alongside new releases on the streaming services his own pick of a film that is too good to be forgotten and the latest offerings in the cinema that's all on the film guide and then at the weekend we have the Dagnall Street Baptist Church virtual service with Simon Carver and then next Monday one-to-one with Elspeth Jackman We'll be back next Wednesday with another edition of this show. And joining us will be Claire Hobber, our very own book correspondent, talking about the books that she thinks we should read this month. So I hope you can join us for all those shows. Find out more about us on our website, stalbanspodcast.com. And we're also all over the social medias. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Claptrap, I think we're on as well. And we are at St Albans Podcast. Hope to see you again real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the St Albans Podcast with Danny Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or a podcast platform of your choice. This will help us reach more listeners. Join us, the St. Albans Podcast, next Wednesday for more news, views and reviews. In the meantime, commit no nuisance. Produced by Samantha Rolfe. Logo and artwork by David Ellis. This is an independent production in association with the Hearts Advertiser. If you would like to become a community partner or a sponsor of the podcast, please visit stalbanspodcast.com for more details.